Hey guys, thank you for joining us. My name is Daniel. I'm with Constantine Media, and we're here today at DreamHack Dallas doing a few interviews for Cyber City Media. Um, and today we're here with Thomas, who actually owns and operates everything esports. Um, he does a lot to help different partners be able to bring on new sponsors to their events and to their teams. And so really and truly, he's a middleman for creating partnerships. Um, was that accurate of a description? Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the gist of it. Um, we pretty much help people have events and have tournaments, and we help teams. Um, we've been doing it for two years now, and it's quite an adventure, to say the least. So you say we. Do you mean that you have um, other employees, or is this just you kind of taking charge? It's me and some contractors we work okay. with. Cool. Um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's what, uh, sponsorships are the biggest problem in esports right now. Um, it's one of the only ma uh, concrete ways for a team to make money. And, you know, it just needs to happen. And, you know, I would watch esports on the sidelines and be like, this thing needs to happen. So I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. So that's how it started. How, how do you figure out what's, what's certain criteria for you to be able to take on an esports team and feel confident that you can get them a sponsorship. I'm assuming you're dealing with sponsorships that are almost exclusively uh, monetary sponsorships and not just in kind, correct? Right, right. Because um, that's what helps the industry out the most at the end of the day. It's not going to be some beef jerky affiliate sponsorship. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm exactly. Yeah. Um, you kind of just have to really think are the people going to be responsive are they open to it are they um you know are they in it for the good of esports do they have integrity it's it's kind of like you know you're almost dating the, the people meaning uh the esports organization right or the people being the, the organizations that you work okay. for um that i work with uh you, you kind of just want to make sure they have a good head on their shoulders and they're you know they're able to quickly communicate and move fast and are professional at the end of the day because you don't want to be working for uh, people that are just going to drop the ball on your hard work. Yeah. So, take us through, I guess, a scenario where you know, from meeting the head of an esports organization to finalizing a deal for them. So, how does that how does that process start? How do you go about finding these esports leaders to speak with in order to be able to work with yeah. your team? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so, the most effective way. Um, for me, is through referrals, obviously, uh, mm -hmm. through your network of people you meet. Um, you ask, hey, uh, do you know anyone that's potentially looking for what I provide? And you just, they refer you and they're like, hey, here's so-and-so. And that's the way I like to do it because you get the, probably the most qualified people uh, mm. to, that I work for. Um, and other ways, of course, you know, outreaches, um, LinkedIn, Reddit, uh, Discord's huge, by the way. Discord's great for me yeah, and other people in the definitely. industry, I'm sure, as you know. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really, those are some really good ways, but definitely the best one is definitely referrals for sure. Okay. So someone refers you to, uh, we spoke with the team earlier today, Unity, um, and they refer to Unity. You speak with, um, you speak with. The head of the organization. What are the next steps? Unify. Unify. Oh. Unify esports. There's a there's a U logo. I swear. <laughs> yeah. Um, so kind of next steps are you kind of you know find out what they're looking for out of sponsorship and their goals, right? You know they they can't really win unless they have an idea of what 
a good partner is. You know, they, mm-hmm. they kind of – you don't want to just give them somebody that's – it's not going to work. <laughs> you want these partnerships to last. So these partners, what are they looking for from an esports organization? Are they looking for uh, someone that's got – large social media reach that they're winning games like what what are their criteria for being able to give money to these organizations uh it varies but of course most of them are looking for the viewership numbers and you know it depends on the organization you're talking to like if you're every single business in the world needs marketing and that's Mm what um esports sponsorships it's a strategy that it can provide um as far as that you know it, it just depends um but most of them like the big beer, like the bigger, obviously the bigger the company, the bigger, um, like with Intel, right? Intel is having people that talk to them every day about sponsorship. They're going to want the best of the best. Um, they mainly look for that and just like, they like to meet the people and see like, hey, are these people like easy to work with? Yeah, um, are they going to make our brand look stupid? <laughs> That's and basically a big question. Yeah, you touched on the biggest piece, which is, are they easy to work with? And that, I mean, I think... Anywhere you work, anything you do, if you're easy to work with and get along with, you're going to find way more success. You're going to create more opportunities for yourself because of the fact that people, they like working with you. They, they, it's so much easier for them to recommend you because they know you're not going to tarnish their brand or whatever they're saying and doing. And so really and truly, it just allows you to be magnified and it magnifies their brand as well because they know that they're you know, being able to introduce someone that they – know is a high caliber person or brand that's going to do the, all the right things and then also achieve success for themselves as well as for the person that introduced them because they benefit from that positive interaction right so really and truly like i think biggest takeaway for anyone watching this be it you know esports organization individual player or streamer or anyone thinking about getting into it it's what you mentioned earlier networking but then also being very easy to work with. And I think a piece of what goes into all of that is the professionalism. Do you know how to write an email? I mean, super simple. Hey, my name is so-and-so, comma, couple of spaces. This is what I want, couple of spaces. Thanks, comma, couple of spaces, your name. Can I, can I add something? Please do. Uh, a big problem I run into is that you have to listen. <laughs> you have to really like listen to the brand. You can't just Definitely. be. You can't just be in pitch mode one hundred and fifty percent all the time. Like as a team and you know a team or a tournament organizer, you really want to listen to what they have to say. And if you're not listening, you're really <laughs> being stupid. Well, you're you're gonna eventually, even if you do get the contract, you're gonna fail at delivering, right? Mm-hmm. So the other aspect of being easy to work with are you actually delivering what you've promised? Because as much as you're excited about the money that's gonna be coming in, you have to make it worthwhile. And really and truly, to make it worthwhile for yourself and them, you have to do what you stated you would do because then they're gonna come back. And that automatically makes it easier for you because then you can start planning out the next year, the next two years, so on and so forth. Exactly. Uh, Can we dive into who have been some of your past clients? Yeah, I can talk about a couple of them, but not current projects. Sure, sure, of cool. course. Um, I worked with Team Empire in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, they out are, of Russia, right? Yes, they are very fun. Um, we help them out with HP. Okay. Um, cool. I have also worked with Moonduck Studios. They're a Dota 2 tournament organizer. Mm-hmm. Um, done some work for them in the past and a, pro- a couple of projects with them 
going on. Those are probably my biggest clients that I can talk about. Okay. Um, and then who have been some of kind of the top sponsorship brands that you've interacted with and have been able to close down deals? It doesn't matter who you were able to close it down with right. or for, I guess. So a lot of um, where esports is going right now is tech products, right? Um, these people are seeing so, uh, so many pitches left and right. And my strategy has been let's try and find something else. So we've seen successes with location-based uh, places like tourism groups um, and just places like uh, an amusement park or okay. just they have the money to spend right now and they're looking for that sort of leg up uh, competition on their uh, leg up marketing on their competition. Um, that's where I see this going and it's going to be happening in a probably couple months even as you're, you're going to see more more of these tournaments taking place at some of these locations. Okay, so you're organizing then tournaments at, let's say, you know, Six Flags or something. Right, just an example. Gotcha, gotcha. And that draw is going to draw Not necessarily in. Six Flags, but, you know. <laughs> Brand dropping, guys. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, but wherever it is, right. you know, even if it's, it's an inside example of, of it, a yes. Kroger or an H-E-B. <laughs> yeah, you know, that'd be whatever. awesome. <laughs> A lot, a lot of food internet. for thought there. <laughs> that was a horrible joke. Yes. It's what we do Thanks, in Thanks, Dad. Yeah. It happens. It's hi, okay. Dad. I'm hungry. Oh, hi, hungry. Oh, God. That, was, that, was, that actually hurt just a little bit. <laughs> um, so now that you've kind of created that plan and, and roadmap for what you've been doing, is there some direction that you'd like to expand into that you haven't touched within the esports industry yet? Um, there's been, yeah, there's been a couple of projects I've been uh, working on. I've been helping uh, some smaller esports teams build sales programs. I've just okay. been helping. Um, what do you mean by that? So basically teaching them how to sell, uh, how to make like a deck that's presentable towards like a Chipotle or mm -hmm. a, a big guy, how to um, prospect properly. And, and when you do that, do you take uh, percentage or do you charge a fee or how does that work for you it, it depends on uh the client i try and do what's best for them at mm -hmm. all times like that's at the end of the day that's what matters okay um but that's something i've been doing recently that i've really enjoyed because it helps move the scene forward because the more the more sponsorships these teams get and tournaments get the more our industry thrives because it's what we need right now mm -hmm. it's clear monetization plain and simple fair enough and then how do conventions themselves that you don't necessarily organize the tournament for, how do they fit in with everything that you're doing? I just like seeing what's going on in the industry. Like, I'm <laughs> honestly, to be simple, like, uh, to be good in your field, you have to know what's going on all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I've worked with some um, convention people in the past, and at the end of the day, they're, it's sometimes a similar cell, but it's a little bit different. Okay, fair enough. Um, that was really all the questions that we had lined up. Or is there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Here's um, something really good. Um, if you're ever like just tips on building a network and just uh, helping people out, uh, email introing people is something I wish I knew about when I was like 18. I can only imagine the amount of people I'd be talking to. Um, but it's just a really good tactic of like, hey, I know this person. Maybe this person can help this person out in business or in life as a friend or something like that. And people really appreciate that. Like, it's so satisfying to me to have someone I haven't talked to in forever come back and say like a year later, oh, that, you know, you introduced me to this person and it helped our business out. And, you know, it's just, it's great. Like, 
I would, if you are looking to build your network, I would strongly look into doing that and just seeing what kind of ways you can help people out. It's truly awesome when it works. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a big piece of it is just paying it forward, right? Like if, right. if you have the resources and you know, and this, this is probably only good advice if you know that the person that you're recommending is actually a stand-up person. Right. <laughs> because it can harm your brand if, if something falls apart or falls through. And so in these scenarios, making sure that you're confident in the brand that you're recommending or the person or whatever else in order to make sure that that relationship doesn't necessarily sink your brand. Um, but I think that's that's a massive piece of it is helping people because at the end of the day, something's going to come back from it, right? Like, you, even if you do it out of an altruistic reason, because you want to be a good person or a good friend or whatever else, something will happen because that was a positive interaction. And it might not happen next year, it might not happen in five years, but things always somehow, you know, come back. They're always very cyclical. And so it might be that 15 years down the road, you got laid off. And all of a sudden, Bob remembers that you introduced him to Jessica, and Jessica now owns a huge company, and she needs someone, you know, to run her sponsorship program. Well, here comes in Tom, like ready to go. So, just some food for thought. Um, again, Tom, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having thank me, you guys. Guys, it was fun. for tuning in. Um, this is a great time to do any sort of social media plugs. So, where's a good spot to reach you at? Uh, you can email me at. Thomas at everything-esports.com. I, I prefer that because I just like reading emails. I'm an email guy, 150-10%. 150-10%. You heard it here. My name is Daniel with Constantine Media. Best way to get at me is on Twitter, D-A-N-I-J-E-L-L-E-I-N-E-R. Thanks, guys. Cheers.